All right, everyone, episode 101 of the 580 show. Just a reminder, if you're listening to this episode, before we get into it, uh, sign up for Battle at the Bridge 2 and Northeast Regionals are both live on Iron Podium right now, June 24th. You can go sign up. If you guys have any questions, just shoot us an email or a message. But other than that, we got two special guests. We got the normal crew, me, Frawley, and Dante, and we got... The Bash Bros of OSG right here, Nick Hine and yeah. What's up, boys? How's it How going? Good, everyone. Good. Good. Yeah. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. Of course. So, yeah, we got a packed house today. We got five of us. But yeah, I just we were obviously uh, watching from the peanut gallery last week. OSG. We were watching in the gym on Saturday, and then we were sponsoring a show on Sunday. So we were rooting you two on, particularly just because we kind of know you guys a little bit. And uh, it was it was really fun to watch you guys, and you put on a show. So it's like, yeah, have them on, and let's just talk everything about OSG. You know, absolutely. So just to give a little bit of a background, Cam first OSG first Worlds, still pretty new to strongman. No offense, you know, like it's so. I mean, I actually really there's no offense to that at all because you're so new, and Cam just took fourth in the world. So under some of the craziest circumstances ever cam fourth in the world i'm i will get into it i I don't want to get his head too big yet but and then nick (laughs) butter him up nick what third second i'm i'm choking right now third in the world almost 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 second second. so yeah no third 100 so so cam fourth and nick third and this is in the world this is world's strongest man for weight class athletes so we're talking to literally two of the top five athletes in their weight classes in the world so great job boys thank you so much it was it was, it was a hell of an experience yeah very fun and i think i'm speaking for everybody it was definitely stressful for everybody <laughs> but you know yeah the way they had to do the weigh-ins the way that they had to switch events out the extremely long first day we had it just it was yep. it was definitely different. We'll, we'll just say that. <laughs> very. Yeah, we got out of there at like nine o'clock on the first night. <laughs> right. right. We were watching uh, all of us, and we actually had predictions that it was going to go till after midnight. That but was then, before we knew that the building was closing at ten, though. So. Yeah, Lynn cut that. <laughs> yeah. sandbags for the males. Which, dude, yeah. honestly, I before we get into everything with Cam and Nick, like Lynn Morehouse. It's crazy what he was able to do under these extreme circumstances. I think everyone like, hey, like he deserves a round of applause for that. Like Absolutely. He, he's like you guys were there. You can you can give us details, and I want to kind of break it down into the weekend. But if you guys don't know OSG, they literally had a hurricane, and it was it's worst. What like Thursday and Friday when weigh-ins and day one were supposed to be OSG supposed to be a three day event, and like. Obviously, it sucks to do all the events you guys did in two days instead of three. But I mean, just f- for him to even run the event and run it as well as he did, like you guys can talk about it a little bit. But just great job to Lynn Morehouse is basically what I'm trying to get to. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. He Go was. Him. He was. He was insane. Uh, he was so so um, selfless when it came to the athletes. Like everybody, it wasn't just you know about him. It was making everybody and all the athletes like prepared so i I, like what he did for like this one's always gonna sit with me just the fact that he allowed the virtual weigh-ins for people you know that was something where i was like you know what this guy like i respect that because a lot of people that got to cut weight like a lot of weight um you know their cut is based off solely to weigh in that day at that hour and everything you know so for people like even even I was, I was stressing out. You, you could ask Nick, I was stressing about. It. I'm like, man, Friday, I don't even know how I'm gonna do this. this is gonna, you know, this is gonna be terrible. But he really made it work out for everybody, and um, uh, just it was just surreal seeing it. You know, I've met so many great people in this sport, and Lynn's definitely one of them up there. Like he just 100 percent all for the athletes. That's right. it. 
Yeah, just, he had a lot of he had a lot of controversy coming his way. You know, a lot of guys were upset. You know, Lynn's trying to meet the needs of the you know the guys that are coming from inside the United States and also all these international guys. And one thing I love about Lynn is he holds true to his word. You know, we had a couple of things going on with like uh, like briefs and and our meeting and stuff. And you know, Lynn Lynn was able to come back and and stick true to what he had originally said when he had made the rules to the events. Um, but when it comes to the entirety of the competition, you can tell that he has been down this road. He's come across these issues. And, I mean, he, he handled it amazing. He, and he's got a hell of a team behind him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, bring that up, too. Uh, so I'm glad Nick did what, what he said about Lynn, sticking with his word and everything. Yeah, was- so – I mean, also, just the other thing, too, $57,750 of prize money paid out. And that was equal amongst all classes, which is – that's that's awesome for Strongman to be growing that way and, and just to see that much prize money. But Yeah. So so what happened at the rules meeting? I was going to ask that if you didn't. Yeah. Every, <laughs> everyone was talking about it, and I was getting texts that the rules meeting got crazy. And uh, I – So – Go ahead. Yeah, so um, so Lynn's, Lynn's up there, and they're going over, you know, the rules for every event, and they do them all at once, despite who makes it to finals or not. So I've never messed with briefs while deadlifting in the past. I mean, I don't even like deadlift suits. Uh, I, I just can't figure them out myself. But, um, you know, you have, like, your standard, uh, you know, Cerberus or Ray-Ban like I, I wear those almost every training session, but then you you have, um, you know, like the, the multiply or single ply briefs and Nick best, not the call. I'm not calling out Nick best. I love Nick best. He's one of my favorite strong men, but he, and I, and I agreed with him, but he brought it up. You know, I really don't believe this is fair. Uh, you know, and he's, he's powerlifting for over 20 years. I don't know the exact amount, but, um, you know, he brought up like this is an advantage to the people who have trained in them and the people who haven't because they thought that the briefs weren't allowed. And it, it kind of became like a yelling fest there for a little bit. Um, like we're we're all we're all professionals. And and, and, and if you're at that level, like you, you, you got to handle yourself in a certain way. Um, and I can't speak for everyone there, but I just thought there could have been a, a better way to, to handle it. Sure. Uh, but it, I mean, that is the rules meeting, and what is decided at the rules meeting is going to be what is what is is official, right? Um, but so Lynn had had he caved in, and he was like, "Okay, well then we won't allow him." But then he came back on. You guys see the video? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So he came back on, and he's like, "You know, I like to stick to my values and taking care of the athletes." Um, so I, I'm going to stick with what I had said and we will go from there. And that's how I will continue to run things. Uh, and, and I, re- I respect him a lot for it. You know, I personally, do I think there is a benefit to wearing briefs in a deadlift? I have no idea, but that's not what I trained. And that's what Lynn says. He run the show. I mean, like, look at, look at clash last year. They changed an event at the last minute. They went from right. a, a, a keg throw to uh, a finger finger, you know, it's like right. you ha- you have to be ready. A true strong man is someone who is, you know, has the ability to adapt. Right. Right. So that's, that's just athlete, my opinion. You know, like, yeah. And I, I, I mean, that so much, sorry to cut you off. No, um, you're good, dude. With um, like the events changing, like out of nowhere, the rules changing, you know, like, that was something I found out really quick is that um, you got to be ready for it, for that to happen. Right. Whether it be a rule change or um, an event changing. And I just like how Lynn, like Nick said, he kind of gave in, he gave into the pressure, but after all, everyone was done yelling at him and everything, he settled down and he stuck to his word. And I think that showed a lot about his character, but I also agree with the fact that, um, like just the way that you got to go in every show prepared for anything, no matter what, you know what I mean? And right. um, that's, yeah, I agree with that hundred percent, Nick. <clears throat> yeah. I was, 
I was talking to Anthony Furman and and he made a really good point that kind of resonated. It it, it definitely applies to you two specifically because you guys are at the top of the food chain for your weight classes. Is that as strongman does grow, you know, we're in such a niche sport. And as we do grow, we're on ESPN last year with Clash and OSG. You know, if you saw there's I don't know if you guys ever got to see, but the live stream, there was over 3,000 people watching you guys at all times. Yeah. Um, wow. and so being able to adapt as an athlete, Nick, you made a good point. And and I think as strongman grows, strongmen have to learn how to act more as an athlete versus just a hobbyist who's competing, especially you guys at the top level. It's going to suck because there's going to be podcasters like myself in the peanut gallery, you know, that may make a chirp or something. You know what I mean? And but that's good. That means that you guys are at the top of the level. And I'm not talking about you two specifically, but I'm saying as strong men, as the sport grows, people at the top are going to have to learn how to act more professional and act more like athletes because it's not yeah. just parking lot shows anymore. For sure. You know, which is good for us. And it's okay yeah, to have a disagreement. Want... Go ahead, Nick. No, no, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say it's okay to have a disagreement, but you can have a disagreement at like in a reasonable manner, right? Like you can vocalize your, your, your disagreement in a manner that's not screaming and yelling. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We don't have to, we don't have to harp on it, but you know, like because this is a niche sport, you like, I think something that I try to do with my local community and, and everyone that I meet, I, I try to like just represent like, this is a family. Like we, we keep the negativity out, you know, no one wants it here. We, we know that we all, do go to extreme measures to eat better and train harder and recover harder. You know, it's, and, and we're not getting paid salaries. I'm not paying a house off with my third place finish at OSG, but I'm okay with that. You know? So like, it's almost like, like, like I met the guys who have that understanding and like, it's like, we've never said it to each other, but we understand. And, and it's like a self-respect thing, you know? hundred percent. You know, Nick, let I have to share a story real quick because I actually thought about today when I was talking about what I have to like tell you guys, like what I want to talk about on the pod. But I remember probably three or four years ago, I was talking on the phone with Mike Rusonis, who you and I are both friends with. And yes. he said, you know, because I was talking to him about starting my gym, which obviously has started and, and running shows and stuff. And he said, you know, you remind me a lot of a guy named Nick Hine out here east. And I was like, oh, f this guy, you know, this guy's probably a loser. And then I go. I go to PA strongest man, literally probably like six months later to judge, to help Mike and Liz out. And you were a heavyweight. And I was like, Oh damn, this guy's a freak and a super nice guy. And that was like, but it just reminded me of it because I, I can't say it better. How you just said it. Like every person we meet and we have at the gym or we meet at comps, like everyone's been at the spot of starting you know, and, and everywhere in between in strongman, and, and you know, and you have that mutual respect, like you said, and it's just, that's why I, I like talking to you and, and having you guys on and I root for you because I feel very similar with you guys, like what you do with Heinstrong and what we're trying to do with 580 and everything like yeah. that for strongman. So that's why I like you guys because you're real in the sport. You know what I mean? We're doing the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. You're trying to get the same message out there. A hundred percent. I think if every, like, area of a state and throughout the united states had like people like us like it would really rapidly grow because like you know you have like people putting on free strongman saturdays free strongman sundays just not even that just helping people and being kind i think it really goes a long way so we definitely see it with Heinstrong. you guys are like a little family and uh you know we feel the same way out here it's Absolutely. a special team that uh nick has made and well, his wife, Sheila, as well, they both have just put so much work into it. And I've been I've been there from the start. You know, Nick and I, we met. We used to work together at uh, out in the oil field and we were always gone uh, away from home. So uh, him and I, we really bonded really quickly. And I just remember having a conversation with him one night that we were down. We sat in the truck all night. And just talked about everything and the, the, the desires that we want or the things that we want to do with our life. We, you know, can take control of. And Nick told me about how he really wants to like get his gym going and he wants to do this. And he wants to do that. He wants to be one of the best. He really wants to take it seriously. And 
you know, he manifested it because what he's got right now is something extremely, extremely special. It's kind of like what you guys got at um, 580. But like, like the athletes that Nick has gotten and brought in and his little, his little town that he lives in, it's just, it's, it's a special thing. I definitely think, and Dante, I think could speak uh, in on this as well. He, um, he went there when there was a couple people there when he was, I believe, preparing for uh, Strongman Nationals, right? Yeah. And um, just, I'm sure Dante could agree with me 100%. It's something special over there. It's just, yeah. You, well, you definitely all take a trip. Dante tore my meniscus if he didn't tell you. I, I did not tear anything. Okay, <laughs> listen. You were, you're trying to show me how it's done, and you did it. But you didn't wear your knee sleeves, unfortunately. That's right. <laughs> I, I appreciate that, Cameron. But, you know, you were saying, like, you, you, Josh, you were saying you wish, like, this was more around, like, around the States, like, what, what you're trying to do and what I'm trying to do. And, you know, it's just these little efforts. But with what you're doing with your podcast, that's exactly what, what you're getting out there. People are going to say, hey, you know, I feel the same way. Some guy might go in and start up, a, you know, a little garage gym. I started my, I started my gym and right across the street in 2019, free strongman Sundays. We've been running ever since. So that's exactly well, well, Saturdays. <laughs> exact same. We uh we started in my uncle's garage. We started yeah. in a corner of a CrossFit gym, then my uncle's garage, and everyone just kept showing up. So yeah. if you if you if you I it's been really promising because I've had like three or four people message me in the last couple of months about wanting to start a strongman like club where they're at. And it's it's a lot of work, but like it's super rewarding, and I just I'm I'm very blunt with them. But like, if you want to do it and you you truly like like it, people will show up, and they'll there there's a desire for it everywhere. So, and I do think there's a lot of people like us, Nick. I'm not saying that. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure throughout you know the U.S. there's a lot of people the same way, and yeah, it's good to see. I just want to see more of it. Absolutely. I would love, I would love to see strongman in years to come, like closer to cr the crossfit model where there's like like strongman gyms popping up everywhere you know and it's like strongman is their main priority and it's not just a log and like a couple weird stones and a sandbag in the corner you know it's like the premier thing at that gym so i think it hey, that's how i started i i want to just get into like the meat of the show and i'll start with cam so cam your first experience nick i mean it's only your second i believe at osg but cam just talk a little bit about the experience of being there and talk like what you learned, what you would change. Um, I know you suffered a, a knee injury and we don't know how serious it is yet, but just talk about the whole thing. I just want to hear people to hear from Cam Peters about OSG. Uh, man, it was, it was, I, I don't know. I went into it the same way that I go into every show. Um, you know, I wasn't going to let the fact that it was world's, make me any more nervous or anxious about it. Um, uh, there's something I could say about that. I learned right away though, was that like there there's levels to the, the game, I guess. Like you, you know, pretty quickly who the good, like the good guys are, you know, you know, who, who is uh, somebody that you're going to be able to always have like a relationship with friends wise, whatever, you know, like, um, Dan Benson's one guy, uh, Leroy Smith, you know, Nick O'Hare met him. I, my first nationals that I did, I, I believe it was 2019, 2018. I don't remember, but, uh, it was in North Dakota or not North Dakota. I'm sorry, Minnesota. And, um, I remember just being there and talking to Nick O'Hare. He, he did the one night eight and he went that year. And I just, I just remember talking to him because I was so nervous. I didn't know. I didn't know like how I was going to perform. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to expect. And I remember speaking to him and talking to him about like how one day I want to be like him. I want to be, you know, I want to, I want to get to that point where I can say that I'm nationally ranked or whatever, you know what I mean? So um, talking to so many guys for me, it was so surreal, you know, cause you had, you had Nikolai Myers, who's the champion last year. You had, um, like, I, I can't even name them all. There's just so many people. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's surreal. And I had a really good time. But um, walk through, my like, the first event and everything for me. Um, 
the Viking press was something that a lot of people were extremely worried about because a lot of people lost a lot of points on it. Um, they didn't expect it to, I guess, be we unsure how it was going to feel too. Yeah. yeah. We, and uh, a lot of people were talking about how um, just how heavy it was and how, you know, I don't know, but I went into it excited and I knew like with my training that I was going to be prepared to kind of do what I had to do and uh, do okay. But it definitely was nervous. Like I was nervous a little bit right before I went out there because a lot of guys zeroed it or, you know, just got like two, three reps. And I was like, man, like this is, this is insane. But luckily I was able to remember in my training that I, um, I was able to remember to kind of arch back and kind of do that instead of like a, a normal push press because like, push pressing that Viking was just almost impossible. Like it just, the way that the way that it was in your hands on your shoulders and the, the way that it was on, like the weight was on your knee, man, it was just, it's just different. So, um, but we'll go, what else did you want to know, Josh? Like, like everything about we'll 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 talk about the events too but i just i you kind of wrapped you kind of summed it up perfectly just i just kind of wanted to get your first initial like thoughts of your of osg for you it's funny too because like your first osg you had to overcome a lot more i mean everyone did but your first osg being in the middle of a hurricane and then moving it to two days and the virtual weigh-ins and everything is like it's crazy yeah, it was just it was just hectic. The whole forty eight hours before, like everybody's flights were getting canceled. Nick already left because I was in cahoots with him because we were staying together. And I was like, man, like I'm not gonna lie. Part of me was like, man, I don't even know if this is worth it. I don't know if we're gonna like. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to even stay in the Airbnb. We didn't know. Right. We didn't know anything. But I uh, I talked to Nick and I was like. I'm going to have to drive. We're going to have to drive down. He's like, all right, well, good. And he just, I remember what he told me. He said, like, you've worked too hard to let something that you can't control, you know, upset you, stress you out what it is. And just like, he was, <laughs> he, let's just say he was like my psychiatrist this uh, whole, this whole weekend or prior weekend, I guess. And week into it, you know, he, he really was. It was, I was Nick. Bad. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're welcome. <laughs> but yeah and, and we'll go we'll go back into some of the events too cam but that's kind of what i wanted your initial your reaction what about you nick so it's it's a stupid question to ask how was it different from your first one because the two <laughs> days and the hurricane and everything but taking that obvious out to come back your second osg and podium and everything and just just talk about it a little bit talk about your experience absolutely um I'll be completely honest. This was a completely different competition than I've like I've my approach in it than I've ever I've ever taken. I was relaxed. I was uh, I felt like peaceful, even though me and my wife were driving down like into this hurricane. Like she's getting these messages about uh, you know everyone everyone has to drive and no one can fly, and I'm like it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. You know, like where any other competition, I would have just been going crazy freaking out um but there was no reason to freak out uh whatever was going to happen was going to happen but specifically going into osu for my second time i i what i i felt i actually felt prepared for the first time i felt prepared physically i felt prepared mentally um you guys know darren zola right mm -hmm. you guys work with him he's so a, he had he's a, a member of gym he had a client on her client. He had a member on his podcast, um, Amelia Plummer. She works. Uh, she's a, a sports psychologist. And uh, I heard her on his podcast. And I'm like notorious to anyone who knows me and all my friends for getting in my own way, um, getting in my head, you know, getting worried and, you know, say I have a bad event. I'll freak myself going to the next event. And just not just not having confidence, you know. I can't tell you how many guys I've met in the sport that I'm like, yeah, she, she needs to help them, you know. Like we all got a little something wrong in, inside, you know. Yeah. But um, I worked with her for like three months going into this, and 
it gave me like a calm and a peacefulness to go in and handle it. Um, just knowing that I did everything I could to prepare for OSG. Um, I think also that clash, my clash experiences had helped. So my first 105 comp was OSG last year. So I did, I did last year, I did a qualifier, I did clash. This was my fourth 105 competition, but I learned a lot from each one, you know, mostly from the got just being around the other athletes. I mean, you got to be a sponge when you're there. I mean, I can't tell you, I would, I was watching Andrew Clayton here and there and that dude, he's just on a, he's on a different wavelength. Like, yeah. Like what, what I thought I was a prepared athlete and he just takes it to another level. I mean, that guy, he thought he had like this almost a crate of things he went into every event with. Like he just had, he just had thought of everything, things that I would never have yeah. thought of, you know, like the floor being slippery or, um, just, but, um, I digress. I, I, I felt, I felt prepared for this competition and that was the biggest difference for me right. going into it. So yeah. plus you didn't have to sweat out like 30 pounds. <laughs> that's not, yeah, that's another thing. Uh, it, this was, I, this was my first comp that I didn't water cut <laughs> at all. Really? I went from 255 to 230 dieting. Oh shit. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. I, I don't know. My wife is, a miracle worker yeah but she figured it out and right. uh we we dropped it the morning of like a pound perfectly under so i almost wonder if that had a reason to do with your your mind being at ease a little bit too yeah well you know like your body doesn't know the difference between uh, emotional stress and right. stress in the gym and right. it, yeah you're exactly right i mean your body holds on to that and terms of inflammation a lot of times and mm -hmm. yeah it, that, that could exactly be it yeah at least part of it for sure yeah yeah that's cool i i listened to that podcast with zola about the you know the lady that that you were talking about i forget what's her name again nick her name's um amelia Plummer. okay at cerebral well-being on yeah we i followed her after that podcast that's really cool that's a unique perspective and that and hey that goes back into what we we're talking about earlier as we become more of athletes in the sport. We have to start doing stuff like that. Like you're an athlete now and yeah. you have to look at the psychological aspect, not just the physical aspect. And, and so, yeah, good point. But Pam, well, actually before Cam goes, I want to say, I, I, I want to timestamp this, but I think you both are going to win OSG. I do think in the next few years, you both will 100% win OSG. I'm guaranteeing that right now, as long as you guys compete. Like a thousand percent. I, I, I there's not a way in my mind that you guys both don't find your way to get gold there. And it's, I, I feel pretty confident saying that, but I, I know that's that. a lot, that's hey. a lot to put, that's a lot to put on you guys, but it's okay. <laughs> but, um, Cam, what was your, what were your favorite moments? Maybe like your favorite one or two events or just your favorite actual straight up moment from the weekend. I have three. So, first, uh, first takeaway for me that was just so like I needed this was my farmers finishing my farmers doing doing it in like not a bad time like farmers. I don't even think I have a bad grip. I just I did the show. Uh, I did a couple shows where I had to do farmers, and I just always like my grip never gave out. It was just like my, my legs couldn't, I just handle the load or whatever it was. I don't know, but finishing that farmers for me was like so mentally exhilarating and it made me so happy. And I, I kept telling Nick, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm like, I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm a little worried about these. He's like, dude, Cam, I'm telling you, you're going to be good. I have absolute hundred percent confidence that you're going to do a lot better than you think. And, uh, you know, he, he was right. He was right. And when I walked across that line and I dropped him, I just, I couldn't help but just get excited. And then, uh, I was, I just was so amped up. And then I walked over and I, no, you, you bulldozed through everybody. <laughs> well, I, um, right after the farmers though, I, well, I guess during them while they were still happening, I had, uh, Devin Ford. I uh, actually competed with him again against him at the regional in uh, Houston, Houston, 
And uh, I would, I was, I wanted him to finish it so bad. I was rooting for him, and I just was screaming my head off. And he, he, he came so close, but like the embrace that I had with him afterwards, and everything, like that was one thing that I can take away. That was awesome. Uh, the second uh, was seeing my buddy Derek finish his sandbag run, which got him secured a spot in the finals. Uh, just like he was so stressed out, man. When I, when I tell you he was so stressed out, he was like, he was so in his head. He's like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. He kept telling me that. He's like, I don't want to be here. I do not want to be here, Cam. And I said, dude, like, go out there. You're going to do this. You're, you're, you know, you're going to, you're going to the finals, dude. There's nothing stopping it. I promise you, like, you're going to make it. And right before he went out, he said, huh, well, this is it. And he went out there and he, finished the last bag and man when i tell you that uh, like the the excitement that came over me because his, his excitement for one like he was like i fucking deserve to be here i deserve to fucking be here that was just something for me that was like it just was awesome to see and uh of course i'm gonna say this like being able to be there with somebody like i consider my brother nick and my family being there that was a positive takeaway that i could take too um, it's not so much really about me that I'm going to talk about. Cause like, I don't know. I just, I just will always want to like, just talk about the people that I have surrounding me more than I want to talk about myself. So, uh, another thing that I can take away though, for me that I'll say, and then I'll we'll go on to Nick is the, the yoke that, that get, getting under that yoke was the thing I was most worried for because we we knew about the knee right it was right after the sandbag bummed up the knee i was told that uh, if i had a tendon there saying by a thread this and that they're telling me they're like dude you know you got to pull out you got to pull out you have to pull out like you need to sit out this this event at least and i refused to do it i just wouldn't i'm like no because like if if i'm going out i'm going out on my own terms and that's like me not being able to physically do it mm -hmm. So that to me, I think I proved a lot to myself and I think I proved a lot to a lot of other people that like, <clears throat> I, I genuinely care and I genuinely wanted to do well and nothing was going to stop me, whether it was a smart decision or not, you know, but just picking up that yoke and thinking in my head, don't drop this car, don't drop this car, don't drop this car. Cause if you drop it, you're not going to be able to pick it up. Like, and so that, that that to me is probably my favorite takeaway that I can take, uh, you know, aside from seeing, like I said, Nick, Nick got third. And I think, oh, truthfully, yeah. I'm not even going to lie. I think he would have won, uh, had his, his, uh, hand not ripped open on the farmer. I will right. say that. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was going to really say Nick's. Yeah. That. that was, uh, that was super impressive to come back from that. I, I don't want to say meltdown because you had a great weekend. Like you, I don't want anything to discredit what you did, but obviously disappointing performance that Cam just alluded to on farmers for you, Nick. Um, and to come all the <laughs> way back and it's you and Andrew Clayton, who you talked about earlier, who you talk about preparedness. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's been doing this for 13 years, 14, something like that, like a ridiculous number for not being an old guy. Like he's, I think he's just turned 30 and he's 30. I think yeah. he just turned right 30. around there. So what? last, time, right last there, time Andrew was on the pod, it was a uh, less, little less than a year ago, like seven months ago or something. And he had just made his return show. He did a local show and he said the last, he did Denver. that same, he did that same exact show 12 years prior. Oh so how but but long long way of getting dude you mess up on farmers and you come all the way back and me and dante were talking and frolly like when it was going or like how cool is this like our two coaches the guys that we talk to all the time and we're friends with and and you know obviously i like nick and 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 like they're going head to head right now on the world <laughs> stage you came all the way back and you're going head to head with a legend second plate for <clears throat> one and two right there right. like just yeah, going into stones being in second place was surreal mm -hmm. yeah so just talk so, about your weekend nick 
I would like to tell you the the, the farmer's part of the story. Um, <laughs> so I was like notoriously bad at farmers. It was my kryptonite. It was my Achilles heel. It was my worst event. Just uh, I'll have a lot of tendonitis or arthritis. I can make up a, a bunch of excuses, but I just was terrible at it. And so I worked that event harder than any other event in my training going into this preparation. And I, I gained a lot of confidence. I, I carried, I've carried 150 kgs. I've, I've sprinted with the first weight we were supposed to do. I mean, like I've done, I, I did everything I could do to prepare. And I, my, my wife's like, you, you should be, you should be proud and you should be excited. And I'm like, no, I just need to seal that one. I need, I need to, I need to do it in a competition to prove myself. And, 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 you know, like I had that, it's like a little tick, you know what I'm talking about? It's like, you got to get like retribution for it. And I'm over in the warm up area and, uh, I, I pick up the first weight, uh, first few weights and I felt good. And then I was like, I'm just going to do like one more run. And then I'm, you know, I'll do like a heavy pick and then I'll, I'll be ready. I'll be good. So I, I go over, I pick, I'm like, that's like maybe 120 kilos. I go over, pick it up. And Clayton's like, Oh, that, that's good. I'm like, what's that? He's like, that's comp weight. You're good. I was like, Oh, I was like, it, it felt like 300 pounds. I was like, okay, I got, I'm deloaded. I guess I just feel good. So I go over, I get ready for the farmers and I have like side handle loaded or side loaded farmers at my gym. And so like when I pick it and like I over crank my hands. So when I pick it, it kind of just gently rolls and like, like rolls that flap over in your hand. And I've never torn my hand on my farmers. So there's never been an issue. Well, I was later informed by Justin Loy that you're supposed to overcrank, turn, and then pick it. And I was like, oh, I've never done top-loaded farmers before other than in competition, especially at that weight. So, yeah, it was, it was an unfortunate thing. Uh, I, I tore my hand on the initial pick because it didn't feel anything like it felt in warm-ups. Uh, and I felt it was slipping out of my hand from the, the moment, I, the moment I, I grabbed it. Um, and that, and that was tough for me, you know, oh, yeah. uh, we all, you know, we have a bad event. We all have to have our bitch moment, you know, and yep. be upset about it, but then you got to get over it. And so I went out with my wife and we talked about it and I was like, all right, it's time to move on because this isn't, I'm, I didn't come here to be upset about an event and, and just give up, you know, you, you put so much into something. I, there was no way. And so, uh, I knew I had, I knew I had a fight in front of me. So I went, I had a wonderful first event, uh, Viking press. I got first place. Wasn't expecting that at all. Uh, super happy about it. So to go from first to 17th to 11th to ninth, and then the, uh, the point changeover really played in my favor. And I was in, um, I was in third. Um, I'm like, you're lying to me. There's no way. My wife was telling me, she's like, yeah, you're in third. I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> so then I felt like, oh, now I have to prove that this wasn't like a lucky break or something. Well, that's, what my th- that's what my brain was saying, you know? For sure. And so first event, Yoke, I was like, all right, just don't get, don't get last. Last year I ran it and uh, this is one of my moments. My, my, actually one of my favorite moments. Last year I, I ran it in 25 seconds. And this year I did 13, 13 something. And so I, I made a major improvement in, in a year. Um, just another, another one of those events I just wasn't expecting, but it was, I knew I had to battle back and I knew I had to prove that I earned that, that third placing, you know, um, sandbags then went decent. I, I really wanted that last bag. I don't know if you guys saw it. I had the, that had it yeah. like, right there <laughs> yeah. that last bag but you yeah, know five it's more okay. seconds it was going up yeah I, well i heard 10 seconds left yeah. and i started rushing i was like oh crap you know mm-hmm. uh but you know that's okay you could say i would i could have done this could have done that uh i'm just trying to annoy or ignore those voices because i i just i want to be proud of you know what <laughs> i did and not be a, my normal regular psychopath <laughs> but um yeah, that's pretty much sums up uh, my journey from from the 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 first place 
and then they mess up with the, the farmers, you know, it was just, it was an unfortunate event, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was, it was really cool. I still don't understand how they do the re point thing, but you deserve to be where you were. Like, I'm sure Lynn has like everything very calculated and thought out for the world level, you know? So like it was, you know, it was, it was just so cool to see you guys compete at the highest level. And, and Cam, you said you don't want to talk about yourself and, you know, you shared a lot of stuff, but you work in the oil field, right? I mean, you talk, you talk about you and Nick, I work in the oil field, but I have a cushy job now. I'm a safety guy, so I don't, but do you work a hitch? Yes, I work, uh, I work two weeks on and I work yeah. two weeks, or I have two weeks off. So I work. Yeah. Weeks. Like people, people that don't realize in the oil field, like that's like what i i I think i asked dante about this like 10 times probably over the last year i'm like are you sure cam works in like oil and gas like he's working a 14 shift hitch because i don't think people that are not in oil and gas understand how impressive that is and nick you understand 100 cam just took let me just put like Dante, you actually talked about too. Like you see Cam just drag like a circus dumbbell into like an LA fitness on like Instagram. And it's, it's, I don't think people realize the different level of dedication that it takes. And I can see it because I've worked in the oil field. Nick, you have, this dude works 14 days on, on a, a rig on, on a drilling rig or where, whatever you do specifically help, but whatever this dude is away from home for 14 straight days. And then, you know, and it's one of the worst shifts ever not to rub it in camp. And this dude just took, no, it, it sucks, man. I don't, yeah. I, I mean, I, I did it soon. Uh, yeah. Mark my I, words will happen soon. I did it for years for a couple years, at least. And and I, I just don't think people realize how impressive it is. This dude, this dude, this dude just took fourth in the world. Can I butter him up for a second? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. So it, on top of what you're saying. Most guys training for a major comp like this have the same equipment to train on. Yep. They know where they're going to train. They know when they're going to sleep. I mean, their circadian rhythm's locked in so that that's not getting messed with. Cam goes out for a hitch on night shift, comes home, has to readjust. Cam goes out on a hitch on day shift, comes back. So part of that, part of that challenge also is knowing what equipment he has at, 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 on hand. So Cameron's been traveling with sandbags, plates. Uh, help me, Cameron. Sand, um, sand, uh, plates. We've had farmers, axle bar. I brought the yoke once. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, that's what it takes, though. That's what it takes. I mean, I remember out in a, when I worked with Cameron, we were out in a parking lot doing keg cleaning presses on the road. You know, it's like he is the most – dedicated next to dante athlete that i've ever known i mean like i know dante would do the same thing yeah no but except i have a cookie cutter desk job so i just like well you guys know like okay you're out at the rig right how many people use like being on as an excuse like oh dude i'm just eat they eat donuts that a sales guy brings out and they don't go to the gym because they, you always see, you know, when you go into a trailer, you always see those like pair of 25 yeah. dumbbells sitting in the corner that are dusty. Yeah. Like that, but like, it's, I just like, Nick, you, you said it perfectly. I just like, I really wanted to highlight that for cam because it's insane. Like it is really insane that this, that's why I'm very confident he's going to win one day, because if you just came forth in the world under those circumstances, dude, that is insane. I, I sincerely, I appreciate that so much. To answer your, uh, your question, though, about that, uh, how many people I work with, if they're like, man, like, if I didn't have to do this, I'd be going to the gym, this and that. It's like, man, like, to me, it's more than, like, uh, just being healthy. Like, I, of course, I love it because it's it just makes my mental, just it helps me so much. Like, I've been training for over 10 years, and I've never – in the whole 10 years just about have ever taken off more than uh three weeks i believe three weeks was my most that i've ever taken off and i just i remember there are times there are definitely times i think we i think i'm speaking for everybody there are so many times where you're just like you know what ah, I, I think i could take a break from this but at the end of the day 
at least the way that I look at it, I think of it like I've put so much work into crafting, I guess, my myself, my mental, my physical strength and everything. So, you know, I that's yeah, that's just what I, I'm going to say about that. It's just I I've put too much work to basically just let it all slip away. You know what I mean? Staying healthy and uh, eating healthy out there is tough. Don't get me wrong. Like, I definitely slip up sometimes, but it's it's the name of the game. I do what I can do to uh, control what I can, and that's just that's what it is. So thank you for yeah. uh, noticing that and giving me a shout-out on the yeah. fact that, like, I work that job and everything because it, it is hard because I yeah. never – ever 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 get more than six hours of sleep because i gotta go train uh i will say the cut into uh the like the two weeks the hitch that i had before i had to i had to peak while i was at work in the middle of cutting back calories and all this stuff i will say this it was so hard to just like just do that it was so tough i was so tired i was so physically just like I, I, I had to tell Nick, like, we had, we had scheduled deload day. Like, I think I uh, was supposed to stop training, uh, what, seven days out is what we usually do. I had to take 10. I had to take 10 off. Like, I, I was just that tired. I was to that point where, like, I'm going to hurt myself because I, I pushed so, 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 so hard. Like, I really did. So, I appreciate right. notice that those little things, though, you know, because I think yeah. a lot of people see that kind of – those kind of things. Yeah. Uh, it, and I just to rewind a little bit, I think everyone, if you're listening to this like niche type of podcast, you're obviously uh love strength sports, strongman specifically, probably. And you made such a good point about like the mental health aspect behind training. And I think everyone, like all five of us, obviously, and probably everyone listening, understands that it's more than just being healthy. It's it's does lifting weights the 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 family that you make doing it, like the the friends you make and just something about just going in there and training hard does something for your mental that I, a lot of people don't experience. And that's why I encourage and try to get people into strength training, because I think it could help a lot of people out. And I, so I, I think you made a really good point about that as well. But, but yeah, what was, um just to kind of flip it, what was um your guys' favorite event specifically? Like maybe just the way it was set up or, or an adjustment that Lynn had to make. What was, and I want Dante and Frawley to, while you guys think about it, Dante and Frawley, we all watched all weekend. What was your guys' favorite to watch? Probably the circus dumbbell ladder. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I love those big tops. I don't know how yeah. how it is the press on it, but like they just look so much cooler. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm a big boy, right? So I watching, um, and remind me, it was Tim Buck versus uh, Lucas Hatton. Those two, that that clip's been like going around. I think it was those two went head to head in the finals, and it was really close, like a really close race. And I just, it was so exciting to watch. Just, yeah, that was my favorite for sure. What uh, what about you, Dante? I like the Viking Press because it really shows the who like had it and who didn't have it. So kind of like separated a lot of the people right out of the front. I don't know. That's kind of what I liked. It was just different. Viking Press looked cool. It, it was looks- yeah, it looks awesome. We got yeah. I got word allegedly that that's what we're using at the Arnold, that exact Viking. So picking up some tips from Cam and Nick there. Yeah, we gotta edit coach. it out that's so my only coach. we but, yeah. um, we got some tips. Yeah. The, the advice that I gave Nick, because I, I, I had I had to go before Nick, uh just you know, the way that the classes went. So when I would come off, I would find Nick instantly. I'd be like, "Hey, so this is what this is what this feels like. This is what this feels like." Well, I remember, and I and I always I will always say this, um, that I told Nick when I went out there. I'm like, Nick, it feels exactly how it should feel. Like the weight that like the 295, it was absolutely 295, right? There's like no way that I think it was any heavier. But I told him, I said, whatever you do, do not go into this and push press it i'm like am i still on it yeah yeah you're here oh, okay but it looked like it froze i said whatever you do do not push press it like i, I always mess this up and nick's gonna have to probably correct me but i was like the ther- the theriatric arch or whatever basically like <laughs> thoracic yeah arch i'm like did you, did you say did you say geriatric <laughs> i thought he said i thought he said jurassic 
<laughs> I like all of them. That's why he's the coach, so, coach, right? Well, anyways, he uh, he went out there and I told him, I'm like, just do that, dude. Like, whatever you do, do not push press a single rep. Literally, just shoot it back and press it. And uh, he went out there and he did exactly what I told him to do. And it was like such a like, oh my god, like the the like his athlete kind of like. <laughs> Like, I think it worked for him because right out the gate, he did that and he got 12 easy freaking reps, like easy yeah. reps. And well, one first in- of all, they weren't easy. <laughs> they they looked easy on when we were watching. You guys were on the big screen at 580. We were all crowding around watching the, we had you yeah. guys up on the stream. But, uh, well, the first eight were easy, but the last four weren't. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you guys a question about OSG. So, Lynn had to make some modifications to assure that uh, logistically it could literally just get done. So, for example, the sandbag, the farmers, you guys cut some stuff. Um, and one thing I really actually liked, and I'd like to take your guys uh, like to get your guys thoughts on it. The deadlift cutting it back to forty five seconds. I actually really like that from a from a viewer because you get all that action because you guys know it at a pretty heavy deadlift. There's not many people pulling. Past 45 seconds anyway it's kind of people throwing that hell mary um you know for the most part so how did that change cam you go first and then nick how did that change your guys um i guess your guys plan going in like when you found out the changes did it change a lot or was it kind of like dude i'm just gonna do it regardless and just go balls the wall yeah so for me it didn't it didn't change anything for me because like you said um, when you're lifting that weight, you you typically don't make it the full 60 seconds, but I also took into consideration that like, cause I, like I said, I wasn't going to let it bug me. I didn't, I didn't care. I just like, whatever, man, I'm going to do, do the best I can do with the time that I'm given. The thing that I'll say though, sure. Um, like, I don't think it made that much of a difference because if we had 60 seconds, you had to start. Uh, like 10 feet away or six feet away and then you had to strap up and then you had to get down calls up commands and all that stuff and like all those things were taken out you literally just went out there after you warmed up you strapped in everyone was ready and it was like best guy best guy wins you know what i mean and i like that i think i think the shortening of the time the 45 seconds a lot of flipping people were freaking out about it a lot of people and I was just like, man, it is what it is. We, you know, we're, <laughs> we got to do it. So you're, you're all playing I, under the same circumstances, right? You know, yeah. you're all doing the same thing. So, it's and like, I liked it personally. I liked it a lot. I like how they did that. Cause I it, liked watching it better. Yeah. It was action packed. Yep. So now what about you? Spectator. I, I think it played into my favor. Um, if I, I went back and watched like my two previous, uh, Axel deadlift videos from competing and, I don't, I don't think either of them. Yeah, neither of them. I made it past like forty-five seconds. I had a, I had a fail at like fifty-nine seconds at Jersey, but uh, I, I actually hit my last rep like two seconds out in that forty-five seconds. So um, I thought it was perfect because usually when I do like a, a rep event for a deadlift, I go, I try to go out quick because I know that lactic acid's coming. So um, it, 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 I thought it was fair because we're all doing the same thing so there's no reason to get upset um but i was hoping it would play out in a benefit now i'm not i don't consider myself a great deadlifter i think i'm better at reps you know i can i think i can beat some guys who have a higher total or higher single than me in reps but um i haven't been a great deadlifter and i uh i didn't do anything you know crazy like i think that the top three guys like 10 reps, McKeegan and uh, Stephen Bradley and uh, a couple of one other guy. But um, no, I mean, I, I, I was fine with it. I think all the changes that were made were not a big deal. I, I kind of wanted that first bag in the sandbag medley um, just because I wanted the challenge of, you know, I, I think that might have separated a little bit more. I think some guys who maybe didn't have the conditioning for it, you know, wouldn't have got as close. Uh, but only two guys did finish the sandbag to shoulder medley, you know. 
And the farmers, I mean, you know, we don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about that here. But uh, no, that's awesome. Uh, Frawley, do you have any specific questions to these guys before we let them go? Uh, I think just real quick, the navigation of flights delayed. Oh, no, okay, no more flight. Uh, now we got to drive. Now I know Nick. Nick planned to drive the whole time, right? Yeah. So Cam, I think you had a last second flight canceled, right? Yeah. So what, what went through your head? Like, I, obviously, you said like I'm not gonna, I'm, I can't miss this, right? But like now, now you just went from a quick, easy, maybe two hour flight. To like, all right, now I got to drive. What was it, 16, 17 hours? Yeah, I think at the end of it, we left at eight p.m. Yeah, we got there at one thirty. No, we got there at two p.m. to our Airbnb. Sure. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. It, <laughs> it, it, it stressed me out immensely because yeah. my my uh, like being in the car for one while you're cutting weight. Um, like I said, I didn't have to cut, I didn't have to sweat, but like just being in the car with everybody and being cramped in, right? like, you know, like you're already like, I'm sure I'm speaking for Josh as well. Cause I, you know, he cuts weight as well. But like you're just, you, you don't, you know, you're just a, a bitch. You're not in a good mood. You're not happy. <laughs> right. So yeah. I'm in a car for 18 hours and they're they're wanting to make all these stops they're wanting to make stops and they're getting drinks they're getting food <laughs> they're getting all Porter. these like yo yeah. i want this so freaking bad but uh yeah man it it sucked it sucked a lot but um ultimately it was it was still really nice and gratifying knowing that like when i got down there yeah i didn't weigh myself at all until I got there and I laid down and let my inflammation or whatever that's, you know, I, I definitely felt like I was holding weight sure. and you know, I laid down for an hour, two hours and I woke up and I was, I went from 208 to 201 and I was like, oh man, Nick was right. If I just, <laughs> that's like all I can say is just like, I love to hear that. <laughs> he told yeah, me it's like, that's cool. Like, it, it is crazy when you cut weight, like you get so in your head, like you can weigh yourself. I'm sure you guys know, like you can weigh yourself a thousand times in one day because yeah. you're like, you know, a scale, we, we're not using a lot of the time professional super crate, like we're using bathroom scales and it might jump up 0.4 pounds. You didn't gain 0.4 pounds, obviously, because you're not, you know, really taking anything in, but just the inconsistency or maybe just the right. floor or something. Yeah. It's just funny because like. I think we all might in the back of our head sometimes, especially weight class athletes. When we do water cuts, especially if they're bigger or you're on a diet or you're starving yourself, whatever it is, you're like, man, I'm doing this for a hobby. But for <laughs> you guys, like this weekend, like you're doing it, obviously it's worlds, but like it's still strong, man. And you're driving into a hurricane while you're cutting weight. Like, did you ever just have that thought where you're like, dude, what the hell? Am I what is my for? life? Like, yeah. What is happening? I definitely yeah, I love I love the chaos. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Like it's so funny that there are literally thousands of us that would all do this on the same weekend and like do it a million times over all for yep. this hobby that we love, you know, and it's so funny and we can all relate on it. So and that's yeah. the beauty of the sport, and that's the beauty of uh people like you know uh you, me, Nick, uh everybody, honestly, everybody that does this that's the beauty of it because like yeah sure it, it does not pay the bills for us it doesn't and it is a hobby that we deeply deeply enjoy but it like it's just nice because there's so many people that like genuinely they just want to be like the best version of themselves that they can be so it's just really nice to see how um how dedicated guys like you and i or right. every competed over the weekend or whatever just, it just, I don't know. It's really awesome. It's like the cross. It's like the CrossFit effect, you know. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people go in when when CrossFit first got big. You know, these it got big so fast because you'd go in and and then you would suffer with these people that you didn't know, and you'd sweat and want to quit, and you would overcome this challenge with these people you didn't know, and then you're it's like you you just you get this bond, right? It's kind of like point. that. We all we Great all know point. we're suffering together, you know. Right. 
Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, okay, if I ask, if if Cam asked me what my what the best weight class in strongman is, I'm going to say 80 kilo. 105, right. And if I ask Cam, Cam's going to say 90. <laughs> and Nick's going to say 105. And Frawley's going to say the fats is up at super heavyweight. Because, and that's why we all get along so well. Like, Frawley, you go, yes. you do bridge, right? Like your last show. Yep. Or well, you did nationals, but and you get along and you make friends, right? And so does Cam, yep. and so does Nick, and so do I. It's because we all specifically we're already doing this niche thing, and then we already then we relate even more with the guys in our weight class because yes. like for all you guys don't cut weight, but like oh, you do. Thank but God, you, you're, you're lifting the most weight. So like yeah. you guys are you guys are the ones that people really want to see because they're like, dude, yeah. this guy's deadlifting 800 plus pounds. Like everyone has the, and that's why like. A strongman is so special because we all can relate to each other and then specifically in our own weight classes. So that's a great point, Nick. That's a really yeah, good point. And that's what, that's what I wanted to get to with Cam too, was like, we can all see what you went through when that flight got canceled and you made the decision to drive. It was, right. it was a non-factor almost, right? Like you're immediately switched off. And that's kind of what I wanted to get to with that question. And I'm glad that we made that come full circle, but it's just like, dude, immediately in your head, you're like, I'm going, let's go. It doesn't matter. I'm getting there. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. There, there was nothing, there was nothing stopping me from going, you know, yep. I, that's what I mean. Yep. I had a, uh, like when I did my regional show, I had, I got an interview through the newspaper, right? And I just remember them asking me, like, uh, you know, what made you want to do this? And I, it all goes back to playing football. Uh, I started li lifting in the weight room. I wanted to be strong. I just wanted to be strong. That's all I wanted to do. I just want to be strong. I, I liked bodybuilding, but it wasn't my thing. I just wanted to be strong, right? And I set a goal. And, I mean, you could ask anyone that knows me, but I've – I've said it since I've been 15 in my head and I've always tried as a person like who I am. I try to manifest everything because I firmly believe uh, like if you believe in something 100% that it's going to happen, universe will do the rest kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, that's how I feel. But anyways, long story short, seven, 15 years old, I always, I wanted to somehow solidify myself somehow, some way just be, like have a world title be known as one of the top guys you know and seeing how close i got this year it definitely stung but um i was able to sulk in it the way that i had to do it and then just be very appreciative and happy of the opportunity that i was given and that like thank the people that helped me get there along the way and just like just yeah, that's what I'm going to say. I guess that's that's all. I'm, that's how I'm going to end it right there with Yeah. For sure. Bro. Well, let me ask one question for both of you guys. Nick, you can you can go first, but so just got third at OSG. What's the rest of the year look like? For, what's the next, you know, full year look like for you in your mind? Right. Yeah, I I just got an invitation to go uh, so Clash is going overseas now. They Norway and um uh, I talked to uh, Mwamba from from Africa, and he wants to hold a, a clash there. But I mean, we've talked about the money thing. I, 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 if they're not going to pay for flights, I'm most likely not going to be able to go at least at least at this point in time. So I have um, Nashville or Jersey uh, clash qualifier. Top three made it. Uh, I was fifth at clash. Um, going back to uh, try and change that this year. So um, I'm, I'm most likely going to end up doing Jersey just because it's two hours from my house. Uh, because it is w the only one where that is going to have other classes. I wanted to go as a coach and uh, a consumer of the sport and just go to, to watch everybody and support everyone. Um, but I might, you know, if, if I can, if I can get to Nashville, I'll do Nashville. So anyways, it's between those two. Hopefully everything works out. I go to Clash, um, and then uh, I'd like to do ASM. That's kind of on my radar. Um, I I wanted to do it. I want to do this past one. Um, right, that was actually the night before Dante came. I had messaged Furman, and it was like a month too late on signups, even though the qualifiers were just starting. Uh, and I hope that this sport gets just a little bit better at getting information out. I'm not saying they did anything wrong, but I looked everywhere for a while and I couldn't find anything. I even told like 
five or six people, hey, let me know if you hear anything about this because I really want to do the ASM qualifier. Um, so anyways, side note, but um, I would that, like to that, do that. Actually, that is a great point. That is one thing that is huge with Strongman that needs to be better is communication. So I that's a, that is not just you feeling it, Nick. That is a great point, but go ahead. You know, and I'm not upset about it. Um, even though I wouldn't have torn my meniscus if that next day I went in, was, <laughs> a, was able to knock. I'm not saying it's Dante. I'm just saying I would have went in that next day because that was the night before, and I would have done 285 for reps in a minute. Um, and you know what? Maybe the universe would have said, hey, you're tearing your knee anyways, dummy. But like that's what that's what I had want, wanted to do. Uh, so this coming year, I, you know, um, am, I, I don't, am I like, do you have to have a pro card to be a pro? Like, am I a pro yet? Dude, you, you're a pro. That's <laughs> it. Like I was saying, people, people always tell me like, dude, you just won now. Like people have told me, dude, you just won nationals and it sucks. You're not a pro. It's, I don't want to be a pro in strongman, Like, because it would just inconvenience my life greatly. Like you just if, love the, you just love the challenge though. Well, well, like. I, I want to be the dude. If you're the best, one of the best guys in your class, people are going to know whether you right. walk around like a dork and tell people you're a pro. What am I going to do? Tell my aunt I'm a pro. She already knows <laughs> I like strongman. I lift. She doesn't know the difference between a 400 deadlift and an 800, you know? But like, if I, if I got a pro card, right? So I, I win nationals in October and I get a pro card. What do I do other than OSG and clash? I literally can't do anything for the rest of my life in strongman. Right. Yeah. What would I, what would I do? You can't, I can't compete in local shows anymore to have fun. I can't like, it would kind of suck. It's just yeah. a cool tag you can put on your profile. Yeah. I guess. No, <laughs> no, but not to take anything, anything away from those guys because those, all those guys have earned that. And I have respect for people who have it. Um, I guess it just so happens that my road and I'm, I guess your road didn't take you to that point. Well, yeah. I just, I just never came across. I was always a USS guy. Like I'm right. only into 105s as of the last year so i never even really knew what what pro card for strongman corp was because i i was a uss guy you know yeah it, right. well okay look look at it this way i look at it evan singleton isn't a pro correct yeah exactly uh, so we'll dub you on this podcast officially nick Hine, you're a pro strongman all right you heard <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll night ship and virtually you night go. you there you go Cam, thanks you guys but uh cam's definitely a pro yeah cam's a pro too but uh but Cam, what about you? What's the next? Uh, what's the next year look like? Uh, <clears throat> Jersey cl uh, Clash qualifier, um, Clash, and then OSG. Um, I'm, I want to help out, do uh, local shows. Hopefully, my work schedule allows that this year. Um, but that's that's really it. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do those three shows and. Um, really just continue to try to help out the community like I'd, I'd just really like to get more involved myself get a little something going myself as well but as far as competing that's all i plan to do are those uh three shows right on well anything else you guys want to say before uh we let you go i got nothing out i i appreciate you guys coming on yeah. so much and uh and and we appreciate everyone for listening. Make sure I'm sure Dante has your guys' handles up on the screens, but make sure you follow these guys. They're awesome and they're they're fun to watch. So follow along and and thank you guys so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having us. It was fun time. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, guys. Talk to you guys soon. Hey Nick. Yeah.